0: Hello, this is Patricia Casey, and I'm delighted you can join me on You Can Cook Two, Tricks of the Trade. And today I'm going to talk about having a large supper party. We're talking about catering for maybe 15 or more people in your home. How do you go about it? Well, you won't be able to sit them all at a table, so it's going to be a lot more informal. That means that you will just probably have a main course and a dessert and or cheese. You certainly will not be attempting to do a starter. A supper party for that number requires a bit more planning than a dinner party does. First of all, you need to have enough seats so that when people are eating, they can actually sit round and sit down and eat rather than standing and try to balance a plate, hold a fork and a glass of beverage in their hands. So you do need to have chairs and cities that will seat the number who are coming. You also need to make sure that you have enough plates and enough cutlery, not to mention glasses of different sorts for either wine or beer or whatever you're going to serve. You also need space because if you've got... a small little maybe one bedroomed house you need to put the coats in the bedroom and then you'll need to have your guests in the you know the the usually open plan uh, dining kitchen come dining room and so you you will need a little bit of space if you don't have that space just go for the kinds of dinner parties we talked about earlier but for the big number that is an important consideration the first thing you need to do is you need to decide what kind of Supper party is going to be? Will it be finger food or will it be fork food? Finger food is, is food that obviously you don't need any cutlery to eat, you just eat it with your fingers. So we're talking about little canapes and that sort of thing. Uh, fork food, on the other hand, is food uh, for which you need a fork to eat. So it, it would usually be casseroles or cold food. So that's the second question. Will you do hot food? cold food. The problem about cold food is that it takes an awful lot of time to prepare if you are to do to do homemade preparations rather than buying the food in from shops. And to be honest with you, homemade coleslaw is much nicer than the stuff you get in the shops. Similarly, homemade quiches are much nicer than what you can buy. So I personally wouldn't be going for um, finger food or for cold food. I would be going for hot food like casseroles. Now you can do a roast if you wish but the problem with a roast is that first of all you're depending on your guests arriving in on time and if you're having 15 or 20 chances are some will arrive quite late in which case the roast will be burnt to a cinder. Secondly you need somebody to cut the roast so the person will actually have to stand for while people are coming for food and cut slices of roast whatever it is you're serving. Thirdly they won't be able to eat it just with a fork they're going to need a knife as well so I I don't serve roasts for that reason, much as I love roast beef and roast pork and that kind of thing. They're they're not uh, suitable for large numbers of people for the reasons I've given. So you would, I think, ideally be going for hot food that will be pre-cooked. And by pre-cooked, I mean cooked maybe the day before and then reheated. So you need to Check that the food you're choosing reheats well. Not every food reheats well because it's in a casserole. Um, For example, one of the dishes that I did for you, it was probably the first one that I did and You Can Cook Too, was my lamb, where you put it into boiling water and boil it initially and then take it out and put over various sauces over it. That does not reheat well. It's ideal for a dinner party, but it would be a disaster for a supper party. So choose a food that you've tested and that you know reheats. Reheats well on day two, something like a goulash, something like bolognese sauce um, or chilli, chilli con carne is great. Um, lasagna doesn't heat all, reheat all that well. If you part cook it, it's fine. But if you if you cook it fully and then try to reheat it, it can often taste very oily. Check which foods you're doing and that they that they reheat Perfectly. That reminds me you need to check what food people have allergies to, what they their tastes are, so that every guest who comes will at least be able to eat some main course. Always have a vegetarian course and the Belangine alla la Parmagina that I that I did are the pre-lentils. They heat reheat very well. Two meat courses usually are a meat and a fish course. So maybe you might do a fish pie, but check your guests aren't allergic to shellfish if you're putting shellfish in because then they won't be able to have that they'll be left with just one main course and that may be fine but you do need to make sure that every guest will be able to have at least one of the hot dishes so we're talking about three dishes one vegetarian and two other dishes, one meat, maybe two meat and one fish. You, you need to um, cook some in advance t- just to check that it tastes okay, particularly if you're doing it for the, for the first time. So once you've got all the food worked out in your head, you start cooking the previous day or even two days beforehand. So if you're doing something like um, a goulash or a chili con carne or a beef bourguignon or the various chicken dishes that I've done, chicken and lemon, they all reheat very well and they can be done well in advance. Rice can also be cooked in advance. Pasta doesn't reheat all that well. Potatoes do, but it's a bit of a hassle cooking potatoes and then reheating them, particularly if you're having mashed potato. So I generally go for rice. If you are using pasta or noodles, make sure that it's not anything that needs a knife or a spoon to eat along with with your fork because spaghetti is quite difficult to eat. You know, you you do need a, a spoon to help you roll it up. Similarly, tagliatelle, it's not really terribly easy. It's not impossible, but it's not terribly easy to eat if you're standing round or sitting down with a plate on your knee. So if you want to use pasta, something like um, penne, or fusilli, or rigatoni, or orzo, tortellini, any of those that you can just stick a fork into, put the sauce on top and eat quite easily are ideal. And of course, that's what makes rice so good. Now, mashed potato is very easy to eat and to serve with some of the casseroles But reheating it um, is, is a bit of a drag if you're reheating, if you're cooking, mashing and reheating enough pasta for 15 or more people. It's also a good idea to set the table the day before. So have the plates piled up on the table. You can just take them away then to reheat them when people go to take the food because they're going to be serving themselves. Remember, you will be standing behind a table. You'll put the food out on the table, you'll have the plates in a big pile, have the cutlery in a container of some sort so that it doesn't get thrown all over the table as people are coming in. So just put put your forks and your serviettes um, into, a, a, put the forks and spoons or knives into a glass and let them take them out. Le- have the serviettes um, in, in a bundle in one place and then people come in and serve themselves. You can be there to help them and to tell them what everything is because, you know, sometimes casserole of pork, And a casserole of chicken look quite the same. So people may not know. So you need to be there to tell people what's what. And if anybody needs assistance, maybe because they've got a disability or they've got arthritis or something, you can serve them the food. And reassure people that there's enough for seconds so that they don't need to take all the core, all the dishes that you've put out all at once, that they can come back and and try them. So when when the first round of people have come and had their food, while they're eating it, cover the food, and if you can, take it back to the oven to keep it hot, um, and then bring it out after a few minutes. So give people a break between you know their first helpings and their second helpings, just a few minutes, and then bring it back out of the oven and put it back out on the table and invite people to bring in their plates again they don't need to be washed or anything to bring in the same plates and have second helpings if they want them now you will of course have served some wine before they start eating food and you will you may also have put on some music as people are arriving but you can while you need to keep the wine and the beverage is going, even the soft drinks going, you can turn off the music after about five or six guests have arrived because otherwise the music will be just intrusive and it will drown out the conversation. Leave a good long gap between the main course and the dessert, I'd have thought something like half an hour. Because when people have had their main courses, they may be quite full, so a little break and it'll give you time to get your breath and it'll give the person who is helping you in the kitchen and you do need help for a party this size. It will give them time to catch up with putting the stuff in the dishwasher or if you don't have a dishwasher, actually washing the wear. When the um, food is finished, it will usually be late on in the evening because, because supper parties take uh, a bit longer than dinner parties to eat. You can serve cheese if you want to, but it's not essential. And people may then want to sit around and chat, or there may be a sing song, or there may be later on in the evening, cheese and biscuits, or cake, or a treat to wind up. evening. The problem with supper parties is they tend to go on quite late and it can often be one or two before they finish up because people like the casualness they want to mix with all of the other guests and by the time the evening is out they'll have made some new contacts generally unless everybody who comes to the supper party knows everybody else. So finish off with tea and maybe cheese and biscuits or cake and um, say goodnight to everybody. Now most people will have brought gifts as as people do to any of these kinds of evenings and remember to thank them all for their gifts as they're leaving. If you have a lot of food left over and you don't think you're going to get through it anytime quickly um, you can Ask if some people want to take away a bit of food for the following day's dinner, particularly if it's something like chilli that reheats very well. People are often people are often delighted to take some spare food so that it doesn't go to waste. Thank you once again for listening to me. If you have any comments, I'd be delighted to hear them. If you get in touch with GRIPT or if you have any other items in relation to entertaining That you would like me to discuss. For my next session, I plan on discussing afternoon teas. Thank you again.